Not that I would know from personal experience, but I hear reading while driving is kind of dangerous. And that's why I love using Audible so much. So I thought it would be great to bring that value to you. All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes for Audible, sign up for the free trial. You get a book for the free. Just for signing up, no commitments or anything like that. I thought that would just be cool. Tell them Austin sent you. And shout out to my man, Cafo the Sensei, for making this beautiful song called I Could Feel It In My Spirit off of his album, Today I Found Peace. Yo, I'm Austin Sanders, and this is Polyonymous Podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking about a book that I really like and how it influenced my thoughts. Let me warn you now, with each book, I'm going to get a little smarter. And you are too, because that's just how reading works. So... After the brother in the black and gold robe saw fit to stand up and try to challenge Arcad on the knowledge and got gracefully humbled, everybody had a little bit easier of a time letting him speak and just letting the knowledge percolate in their melons. On the fourth day, Arcad came in and told the people sitting down, a misery and misfortune love to come up. They're always around every corner. They just lurking. The way to defend against this will be to know what you're investing in and to be smart about it, right? He went into more detail about being smart about it. And he said, the first rule of investing is to secure the principle. And we talked about it already. The principle is the amount that you come in with. It's the seed money and you wanna secure it. And he said, the fourth cure is to guard your treasures from loss. And went on to explain even further. And he talked about when he, the first time he tried to do some investing, and he went with the bricklayer, right? And the bricklayer said, yo, man, we got these jewels from across the waters, man. Ain't nobody ever seen these guys before. Look, all I need is a small investment. I'm gonna go get them guys. We are gonna bring them back to the homestead and we are gonna run this money up. Arcad thought it sounded like a real sound idea. So he was like, oh, work, man, let's do it. Only to find out that the bricklayer didn't know nothing about no jewels because he was a bricklayer. Not saying that he couldn't know anything about the jewels, but he didn't spend the time learning about the ins and outs of the business and the tricks of the trade and the tricksters that are in the trade. So he got tricked, right? They sold him some glass that looked nice. They brought it back and they saw, oh, oh, this is fake. We've been had, we've been hoodwinked. So Arcad lost his principle, right? Because he didn't know what he was investing in and the person that he had put his faith in didn't know about what they were investing in. But then he talked about the second time or the second go round where he started investing with the shield maker. The shield maker, he's been a shield maker for a long time. So he knew what he was doing and Arcad knew because he had so much time invested. It's not like he was going to take the money and be like, all right, I don't want to be a shield maker no more. I'm about to go do something else. He's getting it to buy shields that he's already had proof of sales with. So Arcad knew it was a good possibility that he would be able to pay him back over time. It was a safer investment. Thus, his principal is always safe when he invests with him. So on the fifth lesson, Arcad came in and 
And he said, all right, we already done put away one-tenth for savings so our money tree can grow. So we got to figure out what we're going to do with this nine-tenths that we have remaining. And he said, the more you can do with those nine-tenths that brings you back a profit, that's the closer that you get to the good. So then he said, now think about your house, right? Think about where you live, wherever you live. He said, a lot of the time we bring our families up or we live in these terrible places that are broken down. We don't even have any space to grow any food if we wanted to. So we don't really control our eating situation and we don't control where our money's going. This also brings a song to my mind, actually. If you have some time, I would like for you to go to wherever you listen to music. And I want you to type in The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And listen to that very first verse. And I couldn't remember it off the top of my head, so I went ahead and did my Googles, and I just pulled up the lyrics. He said, broken glass everywhere, people pissing on the stairs, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise, got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with a baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far, cause the man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Because if you really, if you really listen to what they're saying in that song, it's a song where I think they use it in, what's that movie, Happy Feet or something like that? Whatever, the, the penguin didn't really develop right. And he was boogieing the whole time, but ain't nobody really boogie like that around the way. So they thought he was weird. Yeah, he, he was basically the, he was like the Forrest Gump of penguins, pretty much. But anywho, in that movie where they use that song, like uh, don't push me because I'm close to the edge, that, that's what, that's, that comes from the message. But in, in the song of the message, they really talk about what type of effect being in these terrible environments has on the mind. It really has people in just a bad mindset, like a lot of aggression just by default because it's like the environment around them. That's kind of also in essence what Arcad was getting at in this lesson. He was saying, you know, if you bring your family up in, a, in bad living quarters, then all of these effects, you know, impact everybody. And it's taking money from you. So it's bad for the mentality and it's bad for your purse. The fifth cure to a lean purse is to own thy home or make your dwelling a profitable investment. Side note, has anybody else noticed how much easier it is to rent everything and like not own it? Like they got Turo, they got the Airbnb, you could rent airplanes, like you could rent just about anything. I think you could rent shoes as well. It seems like ownership is becoming more of a sacrifice for the viewership. I don't know, it's a little strange. On the sixth day, Arcad came in and directed everybody's attention to the lifespan of all humans, right? So when you're a kid, you have like unlimited energy, right? You, you're just bursting with energy, bursting with imagination. You just want to do all these things. But as you get older, you know, that flame doesn't, it don't burn as bright, just naturally, right? And he said, so if, you, if you're making a lot of money now or you just have a lot of ideas now, what, whatever situation you're in as, an, as a young individual, you have to always plan for those times where you won't be able to do the same things that you can now. And you know, that's something that I'm doing more now, but I just started doing this and I, I could see why a lot of people wouldn't. It's really hard to put your mind in the space of something that you aren't. So it's real hard to think about, you know, what will 50 year old me want to do? You know, what a 60, 70 year old me want to want to do or feel like doing? Cause it's just so far away, it's hard to imagine. But he was saying, you gotta always plan for a day where you can't work like you can today. You have to ensure a way for you to get the money that you need to get the things that you need. 
at that time. And he was like, you know, a wise man will set aside different paths and different ways to secure an income for the future of him and his family or her and her family. This made my mind start thinking about different ways that that could get done. And in, in the text, he talked about continuously lending money and getting interest on that money so that it could keep making money whether you sleep or awake. Because they say if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, then you're going to work till you die. I remember my dad and this dude named Dante Watkins. You know, I hope Dante's doing good. He went to my middle school, but after I got out of school, I remember he had talked to me about IRAs and my dad had brought the same thing up and it stands for Individual Retirement Account. And specifically, they were both talking about Roth IRAs, which is something that you could put money into and it's supposed to grow over time and you could take money out of it around 59 and a half, I believe. It's basically a way you can ensure that future you will have money. Arcad also mentioned like owning homes or just owning assets that will like either hold their value or grow in value because that's a way to like store money. So it'll it'll also ensure that you don't spend it and it's a way for your money to grow with you as you grow in age. So when the time comes for you to stop working or try to retire from like that, you could tap into some of these assets that you've already acquired and you could just use the value from that. And it's a lot easier to get it done like these days, like everything else is. I, I started mine on Vanguard. It's a banking app. You don't really even have to go to an establishment. You can just set up your account whenever you want, like through your phone. Man, the internet is awesome. The sixth cure for a lean purse is to ensure a future income. So insurance is another way to insure. So Arcad came in on the seventh day and told the people, yo, we done talked about a lot of ways to get this thing done, right? We done talked about this purse fattening from a lot of different angles. But today I want to focus on the most important factor in curing your lean purse. And that factor is you. We're the most important people that can make our lives better, right? And then he said, I want to, I want to tell you a story, man. Not too long ago, this young cat, he came to me because he knew I was, you know, he, he, he know who I am. And he said, hey, man, man, I need a loan, dog. I need some, I, I would like a loan for some more money, man. So, you know, I asked the man, I said, hey, yo, what, what, so what, what, what you want the loan for, brother? And buddy said, man, I want the loan because, man, I'm, I'm just not making enough money at my job to make ends meet. Like, I, I, I need more. So I asked him, all right, I, I get you. I can understand that problem, but, you know, rid riddle me this. If you don't make enough money for your bills now, and I give you this money, how do I know that you'll be able to have enough money to pay me back? You know, like, where, where is the incentive for me to even do this? Of course, nobody didn't really have nothing to tell me, so I, I went ahead and I, I continued and told him, my, my young brother, what you need is to earn more money. Right? You don't need to be looking for a loan at this time, because you gotta pay that back. You gotta just find a way to outright get more money. And Arcade asked him, Yo, what, what do you do to uh, increase your capacity to earn? The young buck said, man, I, I do everything in my power. Like I go to my boss on a regular schedule, like six times every two moons. But every time I ask him for a raise, he give me the runaround. Our cat was listening and he said, you know, one thing that this young dude had that was very admirable was he had that desire for a specific thing, which is super important when you're trying to achieve anything. And he said that desires need to be simple and definite. If it's too vague, or if it's beyond the training that one has to accomplish it, probably won't get done. He went on to say that the more somebody perfects themselves in their calling, the more they can earn. 
And then he recalled when he was a scribe. He said, you know, I did notice that the scribes that were better at scribing than me that spent more time learning the craft, they made more than me. Their output was higher than mine. They did more work than I did. They were able to do more work than I could. He said that he had to set the desire to know more about the craft so that he could earn more through the craft. And that's what he did. He also said the more wisdom that we have, the more that we can earn, right? Because if you seek to learn more in your craft, you'll be richly rewarded, whatever that craft is. That made me think about this phrase. Well, honestly, I just thought about it, but like expertise is expensive. This guy named Myron Golden was talking about business in general. And he was saying that if you're the best, you can't be the cheapest. And if you're the cheapest, you can't be the best. Say you need heart surgery. Are you going to be like, hey, yo, find me the most affordable heart surgeon, please. Or are you going to say, find me the best heart surgeon? Right? It's an extreme example, but I thought it was pretty good to express what we look for in value, right? What pricing does to our minds when we think about quality and that relationship. Thus, the seven, and I think most important cure to a lean purse is to increase your ability to earn. And thus concluded the seven cures for a lean purse. And at the end, Arcad told everybody that was listening, hey, Take this knowledge that we have just discussed and go out into the city. Share it amongst your people. Talk to folk about it. And I want you to do the same thing. You listen to this podcast, yo, take some of these cures and go talk to your people about them. Because all it could do is benefit. That's it. Like, that's the point of knowledge, to share it. Next week, we're going to talk about the five laws of gold. I'll see y'all then. And before I go, I'd like to say thank you for listening. But more importantly, I want to say that you should do the reading yourself. I make this thing sound fun because I'm blessed with spectacular vernacular, but when you do the reading yourself and put the information into your own words, it's like taking ownership over the knowledge. And there's nothing more important than having your own understanding. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to. And if you'd like to help the podcast grow, send this episode to someone you think will appreciate it. And... Go to our affiliate link in the show notes and buy the book. Shout out to Willie F1 for making this beat for me. I appreciate you, brother. This show was recorded and edited by me, Austin Sanders, the Oracle Orator, the Corduroy's Cavalier, the Epiphany Enabler, right here in Warner Robins, Georgia. You can follow the show at Polyonymous Pod, and don't even worry about it. I know it's a big word, but hold on, we're going to walk through this. So you take the word anonymous, you take off the A-N and replace it with poly. So P-O-L-Y-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S pod. And there you go. I want to give a special shout out to my brother, GFM Dutto, for providing the opening and closing songs used on this podcast. The opening song is called Grande, and the closing song is called Purpose. Both are on his latest album, Since Roosevelt, out everywhere you can listen to music. And I personally think you should listen to it, because Buddy be rapping his ass up. You can follow him on the socials at GFM CEO underscore Dutto. And that's D-U-T-T-O. If no one's told you already, let me be the first. At this very moment, you're already everything that you need to be. And I'm going to tell you, just like a Tribe Called Quest told me, 
stay based in them slates. And that means peace. See you later.